unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. Welcome to the uh, Ho Ho Humbug Office Party um, presented by the Retail War Zone. Um, I, of course, I sound hoarse. I had strep throat. We'll get into that in just a minute. <laughs> uh, okay. So it might have been some sort of drag um, with um, the streams. I don't know. It's going to be what it's going to be. You know, I've got my little thumbnail for tonight underneath my less swollen mug um, with a cast of characters. Um, we've got Jack Skellington, Gene Simmons, Oogie Boogie, Brandon Lee is the crow. Flame tag. <laughs> what a motley crew. And the Christmas tree's on fire, in case you didn't notice. What's up? Erica runs with Razors. Um, so here we are. This is gonna be the last one for the year. Um, like I said on social media. Well, actually, actually on um Substack. We will return in January, and I didn't tell you this yet, Irish. The first order of business in January is LinkedIn. Yeah, I seen that in the email. Yeah, boot liquor paradise. So we're going to have some fun with that one. And, you know, given today is what? Is today the 20th? It gives us plenty of time to recharge and whatnot. And, um, but we'll, we'll come out guns a blazing on that one. I've been meaning to get around to them for a while and just have not. So having said that, Irish, what you got going on on your side of the world? <laughs> Well, it's been an eventful, it's been an eventful week for me so far, and it's only well Wednesday. Um, so yourself and Blame Tiger are somewhat uh, familiar with this story. But um, on Monday, my store, uh, I ended up literally shoveling shit for the day uh, because we had a sewage backup uh, where the the last store on the street and the whole street decided. Well, you can imagine it was a. A volcano of absolute shit that leaked into our store and pretty much destroyed some of the fucking downstairs. And yeah, it was uh, it was uh, not good. Like I, I I did question my uh, employment status. At the so time. what you so what you're saying? It was like most female bathrooms, public restrooms. That yeah, there were like our restrooms <laughs> have been closed since covid basically so they, we just turned them into storerooms as you do i've never been in a place that had an empty bathroom that no one used that didn't turn into a storeroom so that's what it was um and uh it just fucking backed up we didn't notice because no one used the damn things until it was like on the actual shop floor and you couldn't oh, that's ignore what I was it ask you so so did you lose any merchandise no it never got beyond like ankle deep you know so it, <laughs> not really but i mean it, it destroyed like part of the floor and obviously any um you know shelving and stuff like that you know that's all fucked um so you're looking at a couple of grand like you know at least um but you know it's cleaned up now we just have to assess the damage you know was you know with anything with water you have to wait until you know a week or two to see how bad you know It'll be, but yeah, not not a fun uh, not a fun start to the week. Um, and of course, then you have all the normal Christmas shit on top of that, you know. Uh, here, so, I'll uh, ask if you were yeah. the poor soul who found it. Explain to her the phone call. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I was at the bank. 
<laughs> and one of my members of staff uh, rang me and I thought that they were joking. So I basically just hung up with them and said, ah, fuck off. Don't be naive. You know, because we, we're we're always playing with each other. We're playing pranks or whatever else. Like, you know, and I just thought, like, you got to do better than that to get me. No way. You know, I'm not leaving this bank queue up in here for 30 minutes already. You know, um, I got back to the store. And it's fucking pandemonium. You know, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so. Yeah, it was bad. Like, I like it's not. It's not even the first time I've had to deal with that. It's been maybe twenty years since I had to do that. But oh my god, I like the guys that actually do that for a living. You know, the guys that go and clear drains. They don't get paid. I don't know what they get paid. It's not enough. Uh, it's not enough. I couldn't. I mean, I I was I was pretty much in a biohazard suit, like, and I and I was I was heaving. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, I just had this image of oh. you in like waiters, you know, <laughs> just walking through. <laughs> well, like, actually, I'll. It's all on CCTV. I'll, I'll send you some. Obviously, it's not for publication, but yeah, I can, yeah. I'll send you some footage. Oh, my God, it was fucking around. So did you guys have to close? Yeah, yeah immediately, because it's a biohazard. Like, How many days away. did you shut, hey, stay shut down? Just one? Uh, one and a half. We opened the following, say, the afternoon, the following afternoon. Well, so. I mean, it's not like it was your fault, so... <laughs> You know, no, but you know what the you know what the killer is, right? I was ahead. I was five percent ahead in December, right? You oh, know, shit. and and right. But here, but this this is the cruel thing about about retail. In six months' time, when they're running the numbers and they're, they're not going, that there's no, you know, there's no narrative to those numbers. It'll just be like, ah, oh, you know, he was flat or marginally down or whatever else. You know, <laughs> but that's the cruel thing about it. Like, no one remembers. Oh yeah, well, you know, you were closed for a day and a half because of, you know, you're dealing with literal shit so hybrid just asked uh wait you get close you get the clothes for biohazards <laughs> <laughs> well i mean on that on that scale jesus yeah <laughs> um oh here if this was a dollar general or a dollar tree or really most places it'd be like you know i'll oh, put signs up um you know we're gonna send somebody back there to to shovel the shit away we we, we staying open <laughs> But you you know what? In typical, like, no, it wasn't funny at the time, but in typical form, like, you know, I had like maybe three, four staff running around, like, you know, with keys opening shit, closing shit, like getting like just blocking off areas, all this sort of stuff. And you still had customers that were trying to push past like hastily put together blockades that they put up in front of doors and stuff like that try to push past this stuff and like into a room where this was going on and there's like two or three people in there like heaving trying to fucking sweep it back and they're trying to shop it was like have you no awareness at all you know, just like look around you look down jesus christ wow yeah still in that environment people just you know and then for, of course the rest of the day like you know because it's it's when we did close got everyone out we closed you know, um, we're still inside working. You can, you can be seen from the streets. So we, you have loads of people like banging on the windows, like, you know, like it's oh, looking, yeah. you know, because, you know, it's a normal, you normally we will be open. Of course, I've got signs in the windows. Like, do they fuck read them? You know? Well, oh, my God. yeah, signs. So like, you know, two Sundays ago, um, I, I provided the quote unquote DJing for a buddy of mine's wedding. And where I was stationed with my gear was the actual entrance door to the establishment. They took and made a big sign to put out front in front of the door that said they were closed for a wedding. Do you think that stopped anybody? Fuck no. no not at all. I mean, 
you know, it, it's it's like I, I I just don't understand it. That's why I'd mentioned the blame tag about redoing the song signs because they, they they refuse to read. And I mean, we we know this. I mean, you know, I, I think I told the story before that there were times that Hero and I were going to work on a Sunday at, at Jesus's Craft Store back when it was uh, quietly allowed, um, and we would sit in the parking lot and watch people walk up to the door. And literally put their face up against the door and be looking in like this. And their face was literally where it says closed on Sundays. Yep. I mean, it's, it's just, it's amazing to me how people can't read signs. The amount of people that come into the store I work at that ask where things are. And every aisle has a sign above it that says nine times out of 10, the things they're looking for where they're at. Nope. You know, I know there was that movie. Don't look up. They got they got the premise of that all wrong. Don't look up means don't read the signs. Yeah, but it it is it's it's like it's concerning because like the same people that are doing that are in traffic. You know, you're like Jesus Christ, they're behind the wheel. You know, ah. But you know, it, it's um, it. I mean, nothing about uh, about that surprised me. Like, I mean, I was still getting uh, like, okay, fair enough. I didn't advertise the fact of what I was doing, but you know, I'm still getting calls from random like things. You know, other stores, other employees, whatever. You know, and I'm telling them like, not today, not now. You know, I'm quite literally, you know, doing this job, and and they were like, oh, that's terrible. That sounds like a really bad day. But just 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 one thing. Would you be able to? It's like, no. Did you not? Did you not listen to what I just said? Not today. You wow. know, it's it's like, it's, you know, when people have this tunnel vision that like, you know, you're the go-to guy for whatever the case may be, you know, and, and <laughs> they like when you're busy, they just, they, they can't function. You know, it's, it, it, well, it depends on, on obviously the person, but there's a lot of people like that, that just, they, they don't know what to do if, if you don't provide them with the immediate relief that they're looking for. Like, you know, it's fucking crazy, but we, 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 got, uh, some, we got some choice stuff in the chat here. Uh, blame tag says we had a section of our store flood a few years ago due to a sprinkler malfunction and customers came right to the cordon and told the worker manning it to go into the water and get shit for them. <laughs> and then, um, let's see, uh, no TM lends you arrived precisely when you were intended. Um, so there's no late here. There's just glad you made it. Um, Mad Dog says we lose power all the time, and people will say, why are you closed? Just turn the power back on. Why is it off? When is it going to come back on? I don't know. I don't work for the power company. And then uh, Blaine Tag also says, I think I told you, Steve, we had a fire alarm with all the staff standing outside and fire trucks in the front and customers still trying to get in for the Christmas tree sale. Yeah, and you, you sent me pictures of that. Ooh, that was yeah. great. Yes, TM Lens, you are a wizard. Um. And then, uh, and the hero just reminded me, uh, remember when Jesus's craft store flooded and people would not leave? Yeah, that was like bad weather. I mean, like, and flood, flood, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and people just wouldn't leave. I mean, and it wasn't like they were, you know, scared to leave because of the flood. It was, oh no, we're not, we're we're, going to continue shopping. (laughs) I, I, I don't understand. I mean, yeah, those, it's crazy. And those are the same people who are going to be like, oh, you poor thing. I can't believe they made you work on Christmas. Well, why the fuck are you in here? <laughs> yeah, it, it is funny. It's just, it, but it, it just kind of, I mean, it was, it was the perfect uh, cap off to the year. Like I just, you know, <laughs> it was a good analogy for how the rest of the year went for me, but yeah. it was just, you know, it, it, it's, 
it was, I just, it was kind of funny. It was like, you know, the, the, the guys I was working with, they, they were fantastic. I mean, none of them get paid enough to even help in that situation. You know, I, they, but you know, they, they were great. And it was, it was just, it's mostly like, like the team is fantastic. We spoke with this from the very beginning. Like the team is great, but outside of that bubble, you know, you have like the, the corporate, you know, that don't get it, <laughs> that, that will ring you anyway. And yeah. go, Oh, you're up to your neck and shit. Oh, just one thing. Would you just send it? You know, no, and then I you can. have customers on the outside banging on the windows going like, you know, Oh, I just want one thing. You know, I can see it. It's right there. And I, I'm like, I'm, I'm literally in a, like, I, I am actually in a mask. Like I, I, I've got one of those, like the things with respirators, you know, like, I mean, does it look like I'm going to, you know, be of any use to you right now? Do you really want to come in here? Jesus. Wow. Uh, TM Lynn says we had an ice storm several years ago. People came in complaining that the roads weren't safe to drive on. We're a thrift store. There's <laughs> nothing we have that you need that much. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and you're right there, especially, you know, um, we had a situation when I worked for a tar center where we had this huge ice storm in Atlanta and, um, we had to go to work and I'm like, um, we, we don't sell anything there that, that you need. Uh, a musician might think you need it, but there's nothing we sold in that building that was detrimental to you if you did not get it okay it actually saved you some money and i'll never forget we had one dude who um called in and said he couldn't make it and the manager on duty told him you you need to be here and dude totaled his fucking truck on the way to work yeah i mean it's and you know it's that whole you know corporate thing um i want to talk a minute about the corporate thing um and and the strep throat you know um (laughs) hero had to knock some sense into me. So, um, basically long story short, I wound up with strep throat, uh, starting about Wednesday of last week. I haven't had strep throat in 23 years. Um, thought I outgrew it. Um, you know, I don't get sick that often when I had COVID, it wasn't that bad. Um, I usually get like something, some kind of crud a couple times a year. Well, here comes a strep and reminded me real fast that if there's one thing that can take me down and put me out, that's it. So I wound up, you know, Saturday and Sunday being really, really bad shape. Um, Sunday, my throat closed up early in the morning and I couldn't breathe. You're not as tough as you think you are when you can't breathe. However, uh, yes, I do still have my tonsils, Erica. However... Um, by the end of Sunday, the antibiotics had kicked in and, and I, I felt functional and, uh, I, I told hero, I said, you know what? I think I can go to work tomorrow. And she's like, the fuck you are. And I started arguing and she's like, you know, there's this podcast that talks about how, um, your health is more important than work. Uh, you, you may have heard of it. It's, it's called the, the, the retail war zone. Maybe you want to check that out. Checkmate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, but, but, you know, it goes back to the whole thing. You know, we're, um, we're programmed that way, especially if you've been in management for any amount of time. And, uh, it's, um, one of those things where she, she was right. You know, Blaine Tag and I had a conversation briefly this uh, morning about our 
significant others, which prompted me to make a post that, you know, uh, Mrs. Blame Tag and Hero are the real MVPs. And there's a reason why women typically outlive men. And, um, you know, uh, a lot of us would be lost without them. <laughs> so props to Hero for knocking the manager out of my head there for a minute because I wound up sleeping for 12 hours, which was the most sleep I had in a week. And um, there, once again, you know, she was right. I was wrong. She's smart. I'm stupid. That kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Mad Dog says, a few years ago, we had the snowstorm. Uh, Kirk expected me to get to work at the stunt. I took video showing him I couldn't get there, and he was like, well, just try anyway. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Nice. Um, yeah, Hero said, yeah, I was functional, but I still had a fever. Um, uh, Blame Tag says, Razors, I had mine removed. I brag all the time. The doctor said I had the biggest tonsils he'd ever seen. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Um, what is that? It's not, it's not the size of, of the, the boat, but the motion of the ocean. I don't even know how that would correspond there, um, but we'll, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, TM Lynn says, our significant others are generally collect. Um, Irish, would you concur? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes, I'm not going to disagree there. And, and then he followed up with, and when they're not, they are. <laughs> But my, my wife saw that post, by the way. Oh, did she? <laughs> yeah, she she showed it to me, and she was like, see, see, where's my credit? Oh, <laughs> you know? oh I'm sorry. No, she was, she was, that wasn't a criticism of you, now. She was like, you know, you got to start spouting off. Well, I uh, mean. She's right. I mean, look. She my place, too. Well, and, and having, you know, you know, the good wives out there, okay, and that's one thing. And, you know, one thing I, I realized in the business that I'm in now is that it seems to me that the older men who complain about everything under the sun, I mean, if you want to say boomer or whatever it is, they come into the store and they're completely lost. I'm convinced that those folks would not have survived as long as they did if they didn't have their wife at home. And, you know, and they come from a time where, it was very 50s, uh, you know, leave it to beaver kind of docile, you know, wife at home, you know, that, that took all sorts of shit. But those women keep those dudes afloat because without them, they can't survive. Because when you see a man come into a grocery store without his wife, that doesn't, you know, they're completely lost in the grocery store. They do not know how to shop for food. And if something happens to their wife, they're probably going to go hungry. <laughs> um, and, oh, Blame Tag says, that's ageism, Irish, ban him. Yeah, that's a little reference to uh, Reddit earlier on. Uh, unfortunately, someone picked a fight with Blame Tag. <laughs> that, that doesn't end well. Uh, on, a, on a sub that he mods, that uh, didn't end well. Wow. That's such a strange place. Uh, TM Lynn says they 100% wouldn't. I was at the grocery store this afternoon, and an old dude just stopped constantly, and that was with his wife. Look, man, they are lost. I have never seen somebody stand in front of 12 feet of milk and make it like a career choice. I mean, <laughs> I have watched these dudes. and Can, can you, you tell me what the difference between this 2% and this 2% is? Um, the brand. 
um, in, in the price. <laughs> it, it, you know, although on the younger end of the spectrum, I had an individual come in and ask me, hands me a gallon. Is this whole milk? Guess what it said right on the label? Whole milk. <laughs> and, 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 and this person, this was not somebody who couldn't read. So don't, no, this was just like oblivious to, to all designations of anything. Uh, probably through her that there was no kale in the ingredients. Yeah, we, we, I think it, when we have another um, Misfits kind of uh, episode, we should go through some of the dumbest shit customers have ever said. We did that, 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 that was one of the threads. I think that was a thread that... Oh, we, we, we can do that thing. now. Yeah. This is a free-for-all. We won't, we well, go, true, yeah. There's, I mean, there's no script hey, here. Yeah. Um, you know, because I hear some dumb shit. We all do. I mean, still the thing that kills me the most is having somebody literally standing next to the item they're asking you where it's at. That's probably the most infuriating to me. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, and 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 then then the the you know everybody talks about oh if it doesn't scan it must be free. Well, what's worse is oh well if it was a snake it would have bit me. Yeah, and you would have died. <laughs> you know, um, blame tag says yeah I had a dude whose wife sent him to buy a partial kind of frying pan and he had no fucking clue what he was looking for and couldn't describe it in a way that helped me figure it out. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Th- th- that's so true. Like I, I, I've always worked in textiles and clothing. Like, and you, you, you sometimes you get, you know, phone calls from customers. And I was in your store, like you know, three maybe four months ago. There was this shirt that had like buttons. Have you, have you still got that? Oh yeah. You know it's like, what the? F- like, I'm going to need a little more help here. Like, <laughs> you know, like, and then of course, like, I, I learned pretty quick just to go. Ah, just sold the last one this morning. Sorry, can't help you. You know. Oh. But oh. it's just you still get these dumbass questions. Here, here's a, here's a good one. Hero says, "What kind of cow does this almond milk come from?" <laughs> Jesus Christ! Look, I, I uh. look. What people want to do with their life is is fine with me. You know, I, I'm I I don't smoke pot or anything like that. If you do, hey, God love you. Do you? But I'm convinced that cashew milk, soy milk, almond milk, anything that doesn't come from a cow originated from a couple of stoners over like a, a pizza saying, Hey dude, I bet we can make milk out of that. <laughs> Guarantee. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't even think there, there's like, yeah, it's, 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 it can be painful sometimes. Some of the shit they come out with like, but you know, yeah, I don't know. Man. Oh, like the, hold up. I, I hate to interrupt. And I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a coworker who asked what kind of cow almond milk comes from. Continue, Irish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I mean, look, j- just today, I, I, I had a customer after close banging on the fucking window when I was about to go home. Um, you know, I opened the door. The usual question, are you open? What does it fucking look like? You know, I had to try and entertain him, you know. <clears throat> and then he proceeds to tell me that... Uh, he was in the store two days ago and made a donation. Now, for those that don't remember, I, I work in a thrift store. Um, and he said, uh, you know, can he have the bag back? Not the contents of the bag, but the actual bag he brought the stuff in. Now, if you have 
if you've ever even been in a thrift store, you will understand how ridiculous a question that is on Christmas week. You want me to find some generic bag in perhaps three to six hundred bags, like literally maybe five tons of stuff. You want to find me. You want me to find something from two days ago with the description of, oh, I brought it in a bag. How else do you think it gets in? Everyone brings it in a fucking, oh my God. So, and I have to try and pretend to be nice to this guy. Go, oh yeah, let me just have a quick look, you know, and, you know, and go back. Oh, sorry, gone. But it's, you know, that's just everyday stuff. Or you get, or you get people bring stuff up to the checkout. You know, how much is this? What does it say on the label? You know, and it's, you, you have to you try to remember not to snap at them sometimes. But it's, it's sometimes it's the, the repetitive ones that you're just like, how many times am I going to have to hear this? <laughs> Open your eyes. I have to say that hybrid may have won the entire chat. Did you see this comment? Hybrid says his favorite thing at Kroger was making new employees shake all the salad dressing at night so it wouldn't go bad. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> wow. Oh, wait till oh, I go. Wait till I go back to work. <laughs> I like that. That is oh my that, God. That, or, uh, you know, one thing I've, I've seen happen to, to very green, very new, never, you know, first job kind of thing. Hey man, make sure you rotate those paper towels. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Make sure they don't go off. Yeah. Make Sell sure. by day. Yeah. And I mean, just, just <laughs> some, some of the, the, the hazing that goes on that, that is kind of harmless. Um, it, some of these dudes wind up, you know, absolutely scarred for life. There, there's no doubt, no doubt. Um, uh, we, you know, you know, though that, that that's actually a good metric, though, because the you know the people that find that a bit of fun, they're going to be okay. It, it, it's the guys that get frustrated and and uh, can't take it that they they don't last. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, th- there's a difference between, you know harmless ribbing and then bullying, you know, and I, and, and that's something that even myself being older, you know, coming, coming from a really different background and Irish, I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. You know, mm. there were things that flew when we were younger that sure, sure as fuck wouldn't fly today. And yeah. you have to be careful because sometimes you revert back to that instinct and then you have to stop yourself and realize, uh, wait a minute, this is 2023. I can't do that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I, and to be clear, I, I would, I would stay on the, the kind of harmless fun side of things. But, but some people just get frustrated if you did, if, if, you know, if you start laughing when they start rotating the paper towels, you know, if they get very frustrated at that, it's like, oh shit, man, you, you need to oh, yeah. light, you need to lighten up, man. You're not going to last here if you don't. Oh, this is a good one. I really hope he's not trolling because he's a master troll. But Blame Tag says, I worked at a bowling alley concession stand, and they'd say, go get me a bucket of steam. Oh, God. Uh, And the hero says, I get asked over a dozen times a day. This guacamole says hot. Is the other one mild? Nope. They're both hot. Sorry. And TM Lens, as a diabetic, almond milk is a game changer. Actual milk has way too much sugar. I, I, that I understand. Um, I've never tried almond milk, and I don't drink a whole lot of milk. Um, I like cashews, and there's cashew milk, and I'm scared to try it. Plus, too, that shit is so fucking expensive, man. Jesus, Lord. Cashews are crazy expensive. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, even the almond milk is expensive. I mean, you're you're paying four thirty eight for not even a gallon. <laughs> 
you know, it, it's, it's insane. Um, Mel says when I worked on automotive, the techs actually convinced a new guy, he had to put brake fluid in a car and he was rattled that he couldn't find it. Wow. Um, speaking of, has everybody seen the meme about, uh, the, the customer going and says, my car is making a noise and somebody had zip tied a harmonica to the bottom of the car. <laughs> I saw that and I had never seen that before. And I almost peed myself. That's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. That, that, that's a hard, that's a harmless one to do. I like yeah. That. But, but can right. you imagine I mean, you pull, the mechanics you're, you're pulling in? Yeah. My car's making this terrible noise and they put it up on the jack and the ramp. They're like, and then they just start snickering. Because somebody has put a damn harmonica on, it's like tie wrapped it at the bottom of your car. That's hilarious. Oh, blinker fluid, not brake fluid. Okay, that that makes better sense. Uh, hybrid says generational retail podcast. Different perspectives working in retail from different ages. Shit, at this point, I feel like I've worked them all. So what do you? Want? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Tim Lynn says I used to drink a gallon of milk in under a week. Good Wisconsin boy. Yeah, but y'all have great cheese. Um, by the way, I might be wrong. Culver's originated in Wisconsin. Is that correct? Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, here was like back in my day. Uh, um, yep. Okay. So, um, we have a call. We have several Culver's here and I just want to give a shout out TM limbs, uh, you know, for you Wisconsinians or whatever you call yourselves. That's one of the best damn burgers on the face of the planet. And, um, it actually is my number two favorite burger out of anywhere I've ever eaten with number one being Ted's Montana grill, which is Ted Turner's restaurants. Um, and I don't know if you've ever had their, um, cod fillets. I tried that and that shit has no business being as good as it is. And for a guy who misses long John silvers terribly, it's as close as you're going to get. But, Honest to God, a fast food restaurant selling codfish, that fish has no business being as good as it is at all. Um, Irish, obviously, you do not have Culver's over there. Um, no, um, no, we don't. Uh, trust me. You know, uh, if you and your wife get to visit, you know, back in the States and you're nearby one, do you like burgers? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you. I am telling you that that is, they do these butter burger things, son. Ooh. And I'm comparing this. It's my number two burger to a burger joint where you're paying a lot of money for a burger. You're not paying a lot of money mm-hmm. for their burgers. And it's, it's just, it's phenomenal. Boy, I love how these yeah, conversations yeah. just flip flop. But the, yeah, the, the fast food, uh, Places over here are, are pretty bad. You know, they're, they're like, we've got some great restaurants, but like in terms of chains, uh, they're all pretty shit. Uh, um, blame tag, you're an asshole. I almost spit my drink. He posted in the chat. My car is making a horrible sound. Followed by, did you try removing the Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey Christmas CD? Woo. <laughs> Actually, on that topic. Yes. Um, this this uh, this year, um, in any of the stores I've been in. Uh, they've toned down the Christmas music. So it's this kind of generic, jingly background shit. Like, there doesn't seem to be any copyrightable kind of music, you know, um, uh, playing in, in, in the big box stores that I've been in. And, I mean, it's it's kind of almost uh, 
haunting. It's in the background, it's a bit quieter than before, but it's still better than the loop um, of terrible, you know, songs that they usually play. Um, yeah, you know, I just, I've gotten to the point, you know, we, we joke about it, you know, and, and, and whatnot, but, um, it, I've just learned to block it out. Um, it, yeah, now this is the one that gets everybody where I work. There's some Christina Aguilera Christmas song where she's just howling at the end of it. That seems to be the one that everybody hates. They hate that more than Mariah at this point. Um, <laughs> Uh, TM Lynn's homemade root beer and the walleye. Yes. They run a special here. Like every so often, that's like a limited time only thing. I did have the walleye. The walleye was great. Absolutely great. But, um, Mel, uh, the restaurant's called Culver's. Um, if you ever get a chance to go to one, you will not be disappointed. I have never had a bad meal there ever. Um, TM Lynn says we have a ton of classic rock on that list too. You know, and I'm going to be honest with you. If you think about it, there hasn't been as much hype about M Mariah this year as there has been in years past. I mean, yeah, she did her video where she, she basically copied the meme where she was, uh, you know, defrosting or whatnot. But it's not, it's not been like it has been in the past at all. Um, she's being sued. Oh yeah, I did. She she got sued for it last year. They're never going to win that. I mean, it's just going to continue. Um, Mel says at family Christmas party, my niece was shook that we had Christmas music going and there hadn't been one Mariah song. That's even better. You're you're doing the Lord's work, Mel. Um, as far as Christmas tunes go, look, I the only one I really like, to be honest with you, is I like the Billy Squire "Christmas Is a Time to Say I Love You." I think that's a great song from a great swanky um, rock perspective. And then on the other end of it, I've got a couple of things that I would listen to from time to time. Um, the Brian Setzer Orchestra's Christmas stuff's really good. And uh, there's a guitar player named Gary Hoey who did a Christmas instrumental, like kind of metal record called Ho Ho Hoey. And there is this awesome instrumental version of uh, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. But that's about it for me, you know. Uh, the King's Father Christmas is also good social commentary. That's true. I did watch something before we came online uh, about the waitresses and about the origin of uh, Christmas wrapping. And um, that's a, a very interesting tale if you're familiar with this song. And that is actually another one that I, um, I'm okay with, uh, it, it's, it's not your typical Christmas song, which makes it kind of cool. And, um, you know, but finding out the story behind it today, it, it's, it, it makes it even more interesting. So I, I would, you know, check that out if you're into kind of any kind of musical history or, you know, how these things come about. Do you have any opinion on fairy tale in New York by the Pogues? You know, Irish right off. I couldn't tell you if I know that song. I, it, that's probably yeah. one of those that I probably know if I heard it, but don't know the title. You probably would. It's 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 pretty. It's it's you know, no. It's a Shane, Shane McGowan wrote it. He 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 just passed there two weeks ago. So uh, yes, I did see pretty, that, that Shane McGowan passed. Um, you know, he, yeah, uh, that, that was his his big hit. Yeah, he um, you know, there was this whole thing about. I guess I don't know if his wife 
or or whoever had posted a picture of him mm. in the hospital. And there was a lot of mm. backlash about how they wish she wouldn't have posted that because he was in such a bad shape. Mm. I mean, it, 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 was, it was pretty, it was pretty, pretty bad, but I mean, I get it. And, uh, yeah, no, look, he, he, look, he was a troubled soul, but mo- most, most of our greats are troubled souls, you know? Um, but he, no, he was, uh, he was gifted, you know, he was a really, and we lost Sinead O'Connor this year as well. It's that's, been a bad year correct. for Irish music. Well, you know, yeah. Sinead, I mean, I think any of us that have followed her career and, you know, w- with what she went through, you know, really from the moment she ripped up the picture of the Pope, mm. I, I, I don't think there's any of us that, didn't see that coming at some point in time, especially when, you know, her son had passed away. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just a shame because that was a very talented individual that got mm. blackballed and obviously had some mental illness and yeah. no, nobody took care of her. And, and who was, it? I think it was Morrissey who really jumped to her defense after she died talking about, you know what? Nobody cared about her. But now you want to give tributes, and and well, I think she was vindicated in the end. You know, she she um, at the time that she ripped up the picture of the Pope, Jesus Christ, I mean, that caused controversy. Oh yes, oh my God, was we were still steeped in the in the midst of well, that's not going to the religion thing, but you, you know, it, it caused controversy here, and you know, but she lived long enough to to basically be vindicated. You know, she was correct. Yeah, she did, yeah. and but there was no recovering from that. You know, and unfo- no, I mean, look like that. She was troubled, you know, she was troubled. And then she was unfortunately strapped to the fact that her hit was written by Prince. And there was no topping that. I'm sorry. I'm a metal guy. You cannot deny the performance of nothing compares to you by her. I, I mean, she had got a set of lungs. On yeah. Her and she and, was fucking and, talented. And the video was so minimalistic. I mean, you know, and here was what you would consider the anti-female image at the time. Mm. And I mean, you can't, you can't escape that, that you, and you can't top that. And that's a hard thing. You know, if you wind up in the music industry and you peak at the very beginning, there's nowhere else to go, but down. And when you go down in that industry, it's worse than retail. Everything, if you're not making anybody money, man, they just drop you and they don't care, you know, and, and that, that's something that, you know, I really sometime, hopefully next year, um, I'd like to get a hold of a musician and talk about the mental health aspect of being in the industry because it is a one and done thing. It is, you know, you could be a star today, but the moment you start losing a company money. They don't care what happens to you. You know, they consider your liability. I mean, there was a whole, you know, conspiracy there for a while when you look at, like, different people. Like, for instance, Amy Winehouse, all right, extremely talented individual. She was having some issues. She canceled a major tour that was in the news because of the insurance companies that were involved and whatnot. And the industry, you know, her handlers knew she had issues. They didn't have anybody around her to stop her from doing what she was doing. And when she lost them all that money by canceling, guess what? They made sure there was nobody around her. 
And to me, that is complicit. Well, yeah, especially when controversy sells as well, like it's free, it's free press. You know, if someone is going through a mental breakdown, like, you know, um, they, they it, it makes from a kind of psychopathic corporate point of view, it makes sense to let it play out in the media rather than get them help and intervene because, you know, it sells more, more stuff. I mean, if you look, I mean, I might be getting slightly sidetracked here, but an iconic one that everyone remembers is fucking Britney Spears, who, by the way, I'm not a fan of, but like she had a very public meltdown, you know, at yes, what she age? Did. She was in her twenties, I think, you know, yeah. it's like, and, but like the, <laughs> You know that that was that that kind of went viral. I forget when that was. It was like the mid two thousands or something. Yeah, like that. but like you know, but look like, at her now. People were laughing at sh- that at that shit. It's yeah, like, Jesus Christ. I mean, it, and now it, I'm fair to say, I think we've moved a long way from that. Even well, 10 no, years later, no, because she's because no? she's wrecked. She is wrecked. Mm. I mean, yeah. I look not a fan, but I'm a fan of music, and I followed a lot of things in the industry. Look, man. Um, that's going to be another one. One day we're going to wake up to a headline and it shouldn't shock anybody. And it's because of what the industry does to people. And, you know, I I would caution people, you know, look at, look at the female musicians who have come through the Disney pipeline. Okay. You got Brittany, Christina Aguilera, Demi Lovato. Now Demi Lovato is lucky. She's alive. Now, you will talk about somebody who spun out Demi Lovato, I mean, but but there's a common denominator here. It's it's how they're packaged. It's it's like a meat grinder. It's like okay, they're pretty, they're hot, they don't really have to sing. We can auto tune them. We're selling an image. We're selling a package. But once they no longer make us money. Or once they've fallen off the cliff, or once there's the next new big thing, we drop them. And we don't care what happens to them. We're not taking care of them anymore. It's not our problem. The industry creates that shit. And it is it is just heartbreaking because there are very talented individuals. I mean, really and truly, Sinead O'Connor is like, should be the poster person for how bad the industry is to somebody, somebody who is extremely talented, went through some controversy, and then you just dropped her. You didn't try to help her. You didn't put the money in to try to help rebuild the image. No, you just let her go, man. And that's one of the greatest songs of all time. Nothing compares to you. And um, like TM Lynn said, you know, it's, you know, he's a Prince guy and her version was so much better. Yeah. I mean, and, and you look at like, it, it's just a shame to me and and that's why i look at all the bands i grew up listening to and uh you know there was a time where you know you, you could be in a band and you go play in a club and a record producer's there and they like what you do and you quote unquote get discovered and you make your own way you know we're at a point in time you know my favorite band of all time has always been kiss uh, they've been a shell of themselves for a while, but they just wrapped it all up. It's over, okay? You got Kiss, you got Aerosmith, you had Zeppelin, you got the Rolling Stones who are still going, but they're not going forever. These legacy bands, the industries are waiting for them to go away, like even you too, because mm-hmm. those bands still have a command and power over their careers. When all these famous bands go away and they finally die, 
it's just it's just a machine at that point. And and I'm telling you right now, you know, if if you're a father and you have a daughter who wants to pursue a career in music, I don't stifle their creativity. But man, I would not I'd be very careful to let them wind up going through that meat grinder because it's going to ruin them as people. Amanda Bynes, look at that. You know, uh, the amount of mental illness that's come about, you know, for how these people are treated and and whatnot. And the mental abuse, you know, being told one day that you're on top of the world and you're the best thing ever. And then the next day being told you suck, we don't need you. We're going to drop you like a bad habit. I mean, it, that's not good for kids, man. And a lot of these girls, I mean, you look at Brittany. I mean, when all that stuff was going on, she was young, man. She basically was still a kid. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Blame taxes. I heard Kiss sold their likenesses to Facebook. No. I don't really want to get into that. But Kiss has decided that um, they can be immortal now by becoming digital. We'll see how that works out. But it's 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 going to be. Um, let's see. Uh, Blame tag says hybrid. I've heard that it's common for people to stop developing maturity at the age they get famous. That's uh, probably true. And uh, TM Lynn says hypersexualized at a young age too. Yeah, that, and that's huge, huge. Um, and then Erica says what happened to Britney Spears is eerily similar to the demise of Dennis Wilson. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. Um, <laughs> TM Lynn says, I thought Kiss were already immortal because of the blood comic. My fandom runs deep. That wasn't 100% fact, but okay. What do you have to add on this, Irish? I mean, I mean, we've kind of taken a turn, and this is the last episode of the year. It doesn't really matter, but, you know, from the entertainment standpoint, <clears throat> like in Ireland, you're, let's just talk about, like, your big famous people you know whether it be musicians athletes you know i hear connor you know wants to to become the president over there is that true oh well let me just clarify that right um connor mcgregor is one of the greatest phallic exports we have ever gotten rid of off this fucking sod okay that guy represents nothing positive about our stereotype look um He's a t- no. He he's what we would call in Ireland uh, uh, just a scumbag, right? You know. So now listen, I'm not dumb enough to say that to his fucking face, like. But you know, no, it's, cause he'd whip he's our just, ass. Yeah, but look, no, look, you know, he's he's boisterous. He he got a lot of money, you know, relatively young, and I think he's he he was probably a very clever operator and savvy before. Uh, his demise, you know, when he's like your, your, your body does not do well after 25 in a sport like that, you know? Right. So, uh, and I think it just all went to his head and the ego was just too big and just look at the state of him now. So just clarify that Conor McGregor does not represent Ireland at all. He's not popular here. Oh, well, let um, me, let me ask you real quick uh, mm. on the topic of Conor. All right. So you're right. Your body has kind of an expiration date when you're really doing like for real combat sports. Yeah. What, what percentage, uh, if you could put a percentage on it, um, what percentage would you give it to him to wind up in the WWE as a wrestler? I, I don't know. His ego is definitely big. Enough. He he will follow the money if he doesn't run out of money, you know? So like if, if he gets his ego stroked and a big paycheck, I, he will go anywhere. 
uh, in in my opinion. Now, I, look, obviously, I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of his, so I don't know uh, him that well. But that that would be my instinct. So percentage wise, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know enough about the WWE and how much they they need a, a personality like him. But he's pro- he's legitimately volatile though. He that's not a character. That guy's fucking insane. Like he punched a fucking pensioner because the pensioner <laughs> refused to drink his whiskey in a bar here. You know, like, and that's, that's not a rumor. That's online. CCTV footage is available. Like the guy's volatile. Um, um, speaking of Irish, uh, you know, um, celebrities. So are you aware of Becky Lynch? Ooh, uh, no, I am. Female, I'm, I'm female, embarrassed here. Maybe I should be a female wrestler in WWE who is Irish. Right. right. And, and, and that tells me all I need to know. You don't even have to answer that question. Okay. Um, so, you know, she she calls herself the man. Um, she's spunky to watch. She's from Ireland. But if you don't know who the fuck she is, obviously she's only big within that universe. Um, and real quick, yeah. Erica asked, hey, Irish, I've been dying to ask this for a long time. What's your favorite U2 album? <laughs> um, Joshua Tree. Really? That might be. I think my. I don't know. What was war? What's the, yours? Uh, was war the one th- with a Sunday Bloody Sunday on it? I do you know what? I don't know. I, 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 uh, I my favorite I, is I the one that had that. Sunday Bloody Sunday. And honest to God, I'm not a huge U2 fan, but my favorite U2 song Same. is um, New Year's Day, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, look, you two are kind of an inoffensive kind of uh, you know popular band like they're, they're i mean you could listen to them without you know they're, they're, they don't get too uh poetic i suppose but it, like but, but bono though he's obnoxious jesus he's a fucking pain in the ass like he's he's not particularly popular here at the bottom of the man people like you too okay but bono the individual is just a bit too too smug look, the, the irish don't do uh we we don't like people who let their uh ego go to their head <laughs> Very, very much like, but well, um, that that's no, interesting no. to know though, because I mean, obviously, you know, worldwide, Bono has been involved in so many different things, right? You know, he he's kind of dipped his toe into political issues across the world and whatnot, and I find that interesting. You know, he's not that popular in his home country. Uh, no, I think honestly, a lot of it comes across as very patronizing and insincere because we have some. Like, do you know, like we, we have some very, you know, heavyweights in, 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 in like, uh, international politics in the background, um, that nobody knows about because they do a lot of work like behind the scenes, but you know, Bono likes to be front and center in like fucking live aid and, you know, feed the fucking world is probably one of the worst songs to ever fucking venture out of the bloody planet. You know, you know, it's just how much of it is advertising, how much of it's genuine, I don't know. You know, it's just, he's not the most popular guy in the world here. Like, you know, I don't think he's hated. Like, I mean, a lot of people do hate McGregor now, but not so much Bono. I just um, think he's kind of annoying. Hybrid would like to interject that flogging Molly is better. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the biggest U2 fan, so I'll take that, you know. So, mu- musically, you know, so what's your biggest export other than U2? Like, you know, bands that you know, you have there that maybe you grew up listening to or whatnot. I mean, what, what's something you could point some of us music heads to that maybe we haven't experienced before that is worth checking out? 
Well, I, it's it's so subjective. It really does depend on what you're into. Like, um, like if 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 you're into more um, soul music, the Commitments. Look them up. Okay, I, I know good. who the Commitments are. Yeah. So if you if you like, you know that that kind of that 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 that's one. If you say. If you like more kind of uh, country music, and I don't mean deep South country music now, I mean kind of more just traditional. Like uh, Christy Moore would be our biggest export right, internationally. Now, the would, would that be more like folk to us versus country? Yeah, yeah, it, it would be more folk than country. Like it wouldn't, yeah, it doesn't have the same kind of rhythm and tune to it. But it, when I say country, I mean, uh, you know, written from the heart, you know, ballads of the people type of stuff, you know, like Christy Moore is a good representative of uh, the one of his most famous songs is The Ordinary Man. You know, uh, like it's, it's just, it's a good show. If you're into that, if you're not, you won't like it. Um, the Pogues are probably one of the most interesting ones because they blend traditional Irish music with kind of punk rock um and they're they they were pretty good back in the day i'm sure there's really big ones now i don't know because i don't listen i haven't listened to the modern shit in years what about thin lizzy on, on the radio oh yeah like, yeah um yeah yeah like he he was a pretty good um like what's called he he would have been famous export let's see uh da, 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 da. erica oh, brought them up and i'd forgot about them thin lizzy kicked ass yeah, he did. another one that died too young. You With know? their version of whiskey in the jar kicks ass. It does actually. That is a that is a good tune. Now that I think of it, that is a damn good tune. Um, uh, who, Metallica did a cover of that, didn't they? Yeah, and that was pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Blame Texas. What uh, about the Proclaimers? Yeah, I mean, they're pretty good. I looked. They're. They're, I, I class them as wedding music. You know, they get people up on the dance floor and it's good, you know, but I, I prefer, prefer things with a bit more meaning and soul behind them myself personally. But like it is, it is very subjective. I'm not going to be offended no matter what people like, you know. Um, Erica wanted to but, say that she loves the Pogues. Yeah, they. I mean, they are a damn good one. Like, and, and they're like, that's, um, there's like, there's some meaningful lyrics in a lot of the stuff in the Pogues, you know. Um, there's also some, you know, just good, damn good tunes there as well. Um, what did you grow up listening but, to? Uh, pretty much what we just covered, actually, you know, because it was like in the eighties, nineties, like, you know, it was kind of like, you know, you two would have been in there, like Sinead O'Connor. Uh, I was, I was a big fan of Queen, obviously they're not Irish, but oh, like, yeah. you know, God damn that guy had a set of lungs. God, they're all dead. Jesus Christ. It this sucks. Depressing. Doesn't it? Fucking hell. I'm trying to think of, okay, but like Bono's about the only one that's still alive. You know, the U2 are still going strong, but yeah. yeah, the rest of them are all dead. But yeah, it's, um, I don't know, like it was, it was a kind of a rich tapestry in, in, in some ways. And of course there's, just, I mean, given the fact that it was the 80s, there's a lot of crap mixed in there too, like, you know, um, but uh, you tend to forget those over time. Did, um, uh, all right. So when you talk 80s, can you, are you, are we talking like, say for instance, 85 to like 91, maybe? Um, was the hair metal hmm. thing huge over there, or was it just kind of like, eh? Um, I, do you know what? I, I I was probably too young at the time to really take any much notice, but uh, I I don't remember it being all that big. Um, oh, and God, I can't believe any of us didn't bring this up yet. Blame Texas Cranberries. Oh Christ, yeah, and in, again, she's dead. Jesus, yeah, Christ, D- Dolores Oridian. I mean, she yeah, was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, ah, yeah, she was, she was a, I guess, serious talent. And again, actually, 
I I put them pretty high up the list. Like, I I can't remember. I can't believe it. And like, but like, there's some seriously good tunes and good lyrics, um, and meaningful stuff behind that. It's not like that chewing gum music that doesn't mean anything. Like you know, um, uh, Hero asked, "Is is is Enya Irish?" Do you know what? I don't want to confirm or deny that because I don't know <laughs> off the top of my head. I'm not a big fan, but um, let me just Google that. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, yes. Oh, she is. Okay. So Blame Tag says, Mrs. Blame Tag brought up Cranberries to give credit. One of her faves. Yes. Um, and, and yeah. you know, I can't believe we're talking about this and, and none of us hit, you know, hit on Dolores. I mean, yeah. I mean, she was fantastic, man. And, oh, and, yeah. Herself and Sinead O'Connor, like, are just, the, geez, the vocals. You, you can't hit those notes. Man. I mean, when, when Zombie hit, yeah, because you got to think the departure from because you know their first big hit in the states was Linger, um, mm. and yeah. uh, and then Zombie came out, and you know one of my favorite musical memories of my own is sitting in a studio with uh, a gal that I worked with, who's extremely talented. Her name is Prisca. Her and I sitting, you know, on a piano bench, and me playing guitar, her playing piano, and her singing Zombie. And it was just amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, because, and it, it's not, you know, it was amazing because she was a great vocal talent, but it's also amazing because the song was just so good anyway. Yeah. And again, like if you, if you said you're into the, your musical history, if you, if you read into the lyrics of that, like it, it's, um, it's powerful stuff and that like, you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's not just, I mean, it's actually kind of funny because every, th there's a blip every Halloween for that song. Because people are downloading fucking, you know, songs and they pick zombie because, you know, Halloween, they don't realize what they're listening. So there's always a little blip around Halloween in, for that for that song on like iTunes and shit like that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, but calls of the zombie yeah, it's just thing, they have no idea of the context. Yeah, well, I mean, you can kind of forgive people that don't aren't familiar with the song for downloading what they think is a Halloween tune called zombie, you know? Wow. Um, TM Lynn says it's on the Halloween music in his store. Um, and then Runs with Razors, Erica says, Father Ted is her favorite Irish TV show. Really? That's a bit like, Father Ted is a, is a iconic cultural thing, but it's kind, it's hit and miss with people that aren't familiar with Ireland because there's a lot of references that you won't understand if you didn't grow up in Catholic Ireland. <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's, a. Uh, it's 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 a fantastic show. It's a really really good show. Uh, Blame takes us Chumba Wumba. Uh, they're English, as far as I know. Um, I, I just have to, I have to add this. She's gonna get mad at me. Maybe not. When Hero was younger, and she heard the Chumba Wumba song, she said, um, uh, she thought the lyrics were, she got knocked down by an orangutan. <laughs> Well, they, they they have um not quite as a catchy tune, but I think they have one about I don't know, it's a flight number something something. For it's it's uh it, it's just a funny tune if you look it up. Um, uh yeah, Chumbawamba flight number and whatever it is, it'll autofill the rest of it. It's just basically a list of people you want to go on a on a doomed flight. <laughs> oh God! Um, All right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's it, look. It, there's a bit more humor in it than I. Uh, I have made out there. It's not quite as depressing as that, but yeah. Okay. It's a good one. So we're, we're, we're at an hour and two minutes, but I want to ask this before we get off. All right. Can you please explain to me why the hell y'all sent us, um, the, uh, 
what was that stuff called? Um, the Irish dancing. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, Riverdance. Riverdance. Thanks a lot, yeah. buddy. Thanks so much for that. Well, that was, it, it, it was the, Michael Flatley was the uh, lead. He was American. Uh, so he, I forget what part of the States he came from, but he actually, the, the lead dancer and that was a was an american guy called michael flatley um yeah that was a massive it was in the you, know, you guys probably won't understand what the eurovision is but uh it's i, I know really i do know what eurovision fucking, is yeah it's uh you there uh-oh Irish got cut off he got excited about a uh, eurovision <laughs> but anyway so having said that, his time ran out. <laughs> so everybody, thank you so much for being here. This has been an interesting evening and it wasn't meant to be topical whatsoever. Um, this has been fun and, and I like doing these and I really do enjoy, um, when we go down the music thing, like I said, I've toyed with the idea of doing a music podcast, you know, Erica, yeah. maybe, maybe you could join in on that uh, Irish. Are you there? Are you there, Irish? Hello? Hold on a second. Let's see. So I'm coming in and out of here. I, Skype keeps dropping on me. Oh, are you are you back? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Skype just dropped on me there. I don't know what's going <laughs> on. We were like, there. oh, God, he got so excited about this, and he, he, he's, he gone. Yeah. yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe that's the, some sort of intervention there. It might have been, but I was just telling everybody, you know, it's it's great to have these kind of conversations that are kind of, you know, free and not, you know, too yeah. serious. Yeah. I enjoyed the music conversation, obviously, because I'm a musician and, and I like music history. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I was saying why you weren't on, you know, I've toyed with a music podcast. I think Erica would be a great, you know, partner in that, to be honest with you, mm. I think we have a, a good time with that. And we're talking about Eurovision. I, I do know what Eurovision is. Um, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, for me musically, I like a lot. A lot of my favorite bands aren't even from the United States. You know, I, I, I like bands like yeah. Within Temptation and and Him and Villavallo and and Nightwish and all these bands that come from overseas that are so huge everywhere else in the world, but the United States. So, but these conversations are fun. And, um, but before we go, um, since you are back to us, uh, you have any last words for our last stream of 2023? Um, I, I, I really, I quite like the, the episodes like this, they kind of remind me of chats you'd have in the break room, you know, where you start off talking about something. And the next thing you know, you're talking about dead musicians for half an episode, you know, um, I think it's a that's a healthy balance to have because if we're serious all the time, we're just not going to get anyone tuning in because it's we can talk about some heavy stuff, you know. So I I would like to reach out and ask anyone in the chat or anyone else listening to you know to give us some suggestions. What do you want to hear? What do you like? You know, uh, it's difficult to gauge, um, you know how others uh, feel about these things. Maybe this is the best thing that they like about it. Uh, maybe they want more informative stuff. Or serious discussion i don't know um so going into 2024 i just i'd uh you know i'd ask people to reach out come on you know i I don't have to be the sidekick the whole time you know that's um, true but at the same time I, you know i have to tell you going into the new year irish i appreciate you so much i appreciate 
you know, from the day you sent me that original email, you know, you have been a huge light in this dark tunnel. Um, your input is extremely important. Um, we love you. We all do. Uh, I, I cannot express to you enough how thankful I am to have come across you. You're an extremely important asset. You're an extremely amazing human being. And every bit of input you have matters a lot. And, you know, to Irish's point, yeah, I mean, you know, the retail war zone, is, there's a reason why there's the retail war zone and then the retail therapy sessions. When we get back into the new year, the retail war zone, it's going to be, you know, episodic. It's going to be, you know, topic driven. But if you would like us to branch out under the umbrella, same YouTube channel, do you guys want to have a music thing? We can do that. You know, it's all, all it is is a separate space, you know, on the YouTube menu, you know, and we can keep it all under the same page and don't have to do a bunch of different branding. But the suggestions you have, you know, would be great. And, you know, if you want to do a music thing, cool. I, I want to do a music thing. Like I said, I you know, I think Erica would be fantastic to bounce that off of. Uh, Adria would be as well. You know, we don't have to have a constant person here. We could have you know, members of the Warzone community coming in and just talking about your favorite music and things like that. Um, and it's, uh, it, it's, it's great. And, uh, you know, the sky's the limit. I mean, well, God, we're coming up on how many, we're coming up on four years, Iris. Is that right? It's either three or four. I forget. Yeah. How old is the pandemic? Uh, I started in 2021. So yeah, three years, three years. Well, like like the, a running theme that keeps coming back around, and we uh, and this happens organically. We just keep it's not planned. Is the mental health thing, you know? So pretty much every topic that we discuss eventually comes back. So if we're talking about minimum wage, if we're talking about uh, work life balance, we're talking about all these different things. Uh, so I think a natural segue to that is something like the therapy sessions or or misfits, whatever you want to call it. Um, because it's just like a break room. You're hanging around talking to your friends, and you're just like letting off some steam. So. Um, and I, I think that at the end of it, like that's what it, this this is just it's it's recreational, but it can be cathartic for people that um, probably haven't really joined the chat or anything like that. That they 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 might find it a year from now, or maybe they're listening, you know, to it live. You know, they're not. Um, you know, they might be suffering in 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 a retail job uh, that they you know they and they can hear other people talking about that that actually kind of know what they're talking about like there's a lot of people in the chat here if you add it all up we probably have i don't know 200 years worth of uh, right. you know, experience yep. um so it, it'll provide that kind of platform for someone to feel like uh, that's initially what attracted me to it as well it's going oh jesus i'm not crazy there's other crazy people just like me you know right um and it just i don't know you're you can fit in really well there so look in 2024 i think in general, um, like I said, it's hard for me to gauge. I think the ones where there's a general topic and we go back and forth seem to have the most engagement. Um, I like those. Correct. Um, and then whatever the community wants. I, I don't want to be directing anything. You know, it's community driven, as you have always said, Steve. Yep. And, you know, having said that, guys, look, it, a lot of this will wind up being a time capsule at some point. Like I said, you know, we don't have you know, thousands of thousands of subscribers or whatnot, but it's going to be out there in perpetuity. 
You know, eventually somebody's going to come across something we do that's going to help them. And that's okay. And, but, you know, we need outlets. You know, maybe we branch out next year and, you know, we have the retail war zone, which is topical. We have basically, like Irish said, the water cooler talk, you know, which is the uh, therapy sessions. Maybe we have a music thing. Maybe we have a sports thing. Maybe we have a video game thing. I don't know. You guys tell us, what the fuck do you want? I, I ain't got nothing better to do in my time. You know, let's go. So um, real quick, before I get off here, I want to give a shout out to all of our partners. Okay. Your hero, Mrs. Blame Tag, whoever else you have in your lives. Those people keep us going. And those people keep us above ground. And we need to appreciate them as much as we can because there's several of us. If they weren't with us, we wouldn't make it. So shout out to the partners that keep the machine moving. We love you all. Having said that, everybody have a great evening. We'll see you in January. LinkedIn, we're coming for your ass. Let's see what we can do next year. Peace out. Take care. Have a great Christmas. Have a good New Year. See you then.